My name is Dr. Heather Moore, owner of Total Performance Physical Therapy. Tonight we're going to talk about how to fix jumper's knee. Sometimes it's called runner's knee. Um, either way, it's something that is usually associated with pain in the front of the knee. So if you've watched our other videos, and you can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Total Performance Physical Therapy, in order to see uh, those other videos. But we talk a lot about the knee, and we talk about a lot about the knee being the hub of the hip and the ankle. Uh, so when there's an issue at the knee or there's pain at the knee and you didn't fall and you have an accident and there was really, really no trauma at the knee, uh, you have to look kind of above and below the joint to figure out exactly what's going on at the knee. Most oftentimes pain that occurs at the knee arbitrarily, meaning you didn't have an accident, uh, is coming from something going on at the hip, something going on at the back, or something going on at the foot or ankle. So tonight we're going to talk about what you can do to fix jumper's knee. So jumper's knee is usually pain right in the front of the knee, down in the bottom right there. It's usually your what we call your quadriceps tendon, um, just as kind of an anatomy brush up here. This is your quad, in the back is your hamstring, okay? So don't get those confused. Your hamstrings are not in the front. There's several different muscles that make up your quadriceps. There's several different muscles that make up your hamstring group. Uh, but the, tonight we're going to talk about jumper's knee, which is pain right below that kneecap, right in the front. Uh, can also be called quadriceps tendonitis, which is just an inflammation of the quadriceps tendon. So what do we do when we have jumper's knee? So a lot of times, uh, unfortunately, most people will just treat that area and try and get that inflammation calmed down. Uh, not necessarily the case, and you're not addressing exactly why there's a problem there, why there's pain there. If all you do is address that tendon or work on that tendon, uh, you need to really address exactly what's going on. So I'm gonna have Dave here do a single leg squat for us, and I'm putting him on the spot, so I don't know what this is going to look like. He doesn't know what this is going to look like, so we're going to have Dave do a single leg squat on his right leg, and then he's going to come back up. So, uh, unfortunately for Dave, he's a perfect example of what I wanted to show. So, as you can see, as you watch Dave go down and do it again, you're going to see him wobble, okay? Most people, when they do a single leg squat, will wobble. That means that there is not good hip control, okay? So if you watch him do it again, what you're also going to see is, do you see how his knee went in? Most people would do it. Don't laugh at Dave, because most of you, if you did this, would be looking the same exact way, which is exactly why a lot of people wind up with jumpers knee, especially basketball players and runners, because this type of hip weakness, or the fact that when you go down, your knee goes in, or your knee wobbles, means you're lacking hip control. It doesn't have anything to do with your knee. However, what happens is when you're lacking that hip control, it's going to affect your quads, okay? Your quads are gonna work to stabilize. Your quads are gonna work really hard to hold that knee still. You're still able to jump. You're still able to get off the ground, but it's not coming from the muscles that it's supposed to. So what happens is, as you go down into that squat and your knee goes in, you're actually starting to irritate that tendon. There comes in the quadriceps tendonitis. It has nothing really to do with your quadricep. So a lot of things, there was a really famous picture of um, RG3 from the Redskins, if anybody watches football or remembers RG3, um, where he went down and his knees went like this. Oh my gosh, that actually hurt my knee trying to do that. That is a sign of somebody who's going to develop jumper's knee or quadriceps tendonitis or have some real knee issues. 
setting him up for all the ACL tears that he did because as he went down, he was unable to control his knees and hold it out. It had nothing to do with his knees at all. It was all coming from the hips. So this is where that irritation of the quadricep tendon comes in. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you don't have strong quads. If you looked at a picture of RG3 from the side, his quads were extremely defined. It was the fact that he didn't have a hamstring, he didn't have a glute, he didn't have a uh, glute meat. All of those issues were why he actually wound up tearing and, and winding, winding up like this. So a lot of you, if you actually took a picture of yourself running on the treadmill um, or when you go down and you start to jump, you'll see that your knees will go in. So uh, sometimes it's not always visible, you know, just to watch, but if you slow it down, you can really get a good sense of how you collapse and why that is irritated. And sometimes it can actually be pain on the outside of your knee. IT band or iliotibial band tendonitis, the pain is on the outside of the knee because the strain is a little bit more. Your IT band is working a little bit harder. Sometimes your quadriceps works a little bit harder and then it causes the quadriceps tendonitis. So now that we've kind of shown how this is not really a knee problem and if you're doing just knee exercises, uh, unfortunately I know a lot of people are just doing, you know, this type of exercise and that's just gonna irritate it, okay? Or maybe just a little hamstring curl. You have to do a couple of things in order to stabilize that, um, that quadricep to, or to, in order to stabilize the, the jumper's knee. So the first thing you want to do is, um, is you're going to do just a single leg stand. Okay. So you just want to balance on that leg. All right. A lot of people can do this fairly easily. Some people can't, so don't feel bad if you pick your leg up. Dave's pretty good at it. Now we're going to ask Dave to close his eyes. Okay. You want to hold this for as long as you can. And then if you can do this for a good 30 seconds, you want to put a pillow underneath your foot. All right, that's gonna start helping to stabilize the leg. And no, you do not have a balance problem that's hereditary unless it's in an inner ear issue. So I get a lot of people come in and say, I have bad balance, my parents have bad balance. It's just bad balance runs in my family. Unless there's some sort of vertigo or inner ear issue, um, you don't have bad ba balance from your parents. You have a balance problem. And a lot of times with runners and with jumpers, it's very hard for them to hold this position without having to, you know, latch the other foot on or, or fall off. You should be able to hold this position 30 seconds, eyes closed, no problem on both legs fairly easily. So practice that a couple of times, just do a couple sets. Um, you know, you can do it when you're brushing your teeth, you can do it when you're standing there washing the dishes, and actually the more activity you're doing with your arms, the better because then you're gonna be distracted and not necessarily staring at one point. So that's really a basic exercise to start to stabilize the entire leg, um, which is what's needed. And then the next thing you can do is you actually can turn that exercise, that single leg squat that I showed you, into an exercise. So what you wanna do is when you do it, you really wanna watch that your knee is pushing outward and it's not wobbling. So you wanna go down as far as you can where you're not starting to wobble and it's not starting to go in. So it may be just a little bit. So Dave's gonna demonstrate. It might be just a little bit and then he comes back up, okay? You may be able to squat down on the floor. The goal is to squat to the floor, all right? But this is gonna to help to stabilize that leg and control that knee so it's not going all over the place. Sometimes you can have, you can put a band around your knees if that's easier to hold it in place and to push it out, that's totally fine too. But either way, you wanna make sure that you are doing something to help stabilize that leg. If you are going down and your, your knee's going inward, you're not doing the exercise correctly, okay? 
And then the final thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you have good open hips. So um, we demonstrate this exercise all the time. It's a really important exercise. I'm going to show you a little bit different way to do it uh, today. We show it sitting, we show it on a table, um, but you want to make sure that your hips are nice and open. So you're just going to do this standing figure four stretch, all right, where your ankle is going to go over your knee and you're just going to squat down. Again, it's going to help with that stabilization, all right, and you just want to go down as far as you can. You should feel a nice stretch. The lower you can go, the better, okay? So some of you are into yoga and can do that type of pose where your hands are on the ground, even better, okay? But it's just this. You can lift your leg up like this, all right? But it's really important to understand that if your hips are not open, if your hips, if there's some type of restriction in your hips, that's going to lead to your muscles being used differently in the legs and therefore inflammation into the quadriceps tendon and the development of jumpers.